You are now listening to the People's Podcast, The Bunt, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Are you the designer of your look, your hairstyle, the clothing? Oh, yeah. Do you think someone else could come up with this? Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. exactly what it is i'm d jones i got my main man the ghost with me as always ants one behind the scenes it's a cool thing still another special episode on the docket this week ghost run them through it big ep big big things you already know we got breezy in the building brianna gearing young and up-and-coming legend from the west coast of canada she's got an infectious laugh we had a great time nice little combo with homegirl then we caught up on the post office it's a big ass post office get your emails in to the bunlive at gmail.com and then the rundown it's a sad little rundown man we're losing our minds with no sports and now the jordan dock is over god damn is there even a rundown bro like what are we supposed to talk about now i don't know didn't like tom brady play golf against like tiger woods or some shit i don't fucking know (laughs) so bruv for years we've been talking about the switch tray rankings you've been throwing out random titles and finally we came together we built the switch tray challenge a little bit of confusion about how it worked but that's all good it's our first time we still working out the kinks this specific contest was about the single clip the one clip that's why there's some guys who may have missed out that you thought should be in there because they're known for their switch trays been doing switch trays their whole career this was our choice for our favorite 16 switch tray clips just to clarify but we finally we have a general my dude are you happy with the results Yo, you asked me for my prediction last week. I said Lil B. Of course. How could you how could Lil B not win it? If you just if anyone in the world switch trade that, it would be epic, but you throw on top of it the fact that he's got no shirt on. It looks like it's ten thousand degrees out and he's got sunglasses on and looks back at the bank and makes a little noise. It's incredible. It's a. Uh, it's something you can't replicate lil b congratulations we're gonna try and link up with them and get him on the show for next week see how he feels as the reigning general of the switch trade gang so say do you answer to him or does he answer to you how's it work going forward now <laughs> what do you mean bro i answered all these <laughs> mans i got bare respect lil b lil b's the goat man so sick very very happy with the results of the switch trade challenge over here at the bun i wanted winning in the finals though damn it that would have been great that would have been great but fuck man that arto switch trade is a thing of beauty real talk want to give a big shout out to pat burke aka the bracket buster taking down mike mo in the first round single-handedly blew up 60 percent of all brackets entered into the switch trade challenge there was a lot of entries man 
but I love <laughs> it's funny how that works because you'd think that if everyone filled out their bracket with Mike Mo winning why are they then voting for Burke the thing is I think there's more people voting than there is people filling out their brackets so we gonna work on making that easier for the people next time so it's more of a concise number and that being said shout out to the winner of the first bunt wars switch trade challenge michael nichols wasn't a perfect bracket but he got the furthest and it was crazy after round one there was only 14 brackets left alive michael nichols made it to the second last round and unfortunately arto dusted his bracket but fortunately you still win Bredgie. enjoy that box and lastly, we want to give a big thanks to our boys, Scotty Booth and Nate Oliver. Lent us a big hand, played monumental parts in making the Switch Trade Challenge come to reality. Couldn't have done it without those guys. And obviously, Spitfire Wheels, that's gang. In our eyes, it was a smashing success, even though everyone wanted to kill us for no Bobby Warrest, who's obviously a top 10 Switch Trader all time. That will definitely not be the last of the Bunt Wars, man. We're already working on some next things. Moving right along, it wouldn't be your weekly Bunt episode without the ghost shout out of the week. What do you got for us, man? I'm going back in time these days, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to limit my screen intake. So I'm just going off top. Let's go with one of my favorite all-time skaters, Wade Fife in Port Moody Blues, North 2. Yo, smash that name into YouTube and enjoy the show. Pierce Dees from a Canadian legend. Could not go wrong with the Wade Fife part. A beautiful way to spend four or five minutes, man. <laughs> I guess that's all it is, eh? Oh, but I don't know. <laughs> it's not science, man. It's just simple facts okay my bad yo i just youtubed it myself and if you type in his name i don't think his parts there individually so first of all you could just watch the whole video if you just want to take in wade fife i believe his his part starts around the 22 minute mark <laughs> and then take in some russ milligan last part too while you're at it and while you're on the internet make sure to head over to patreon.com <laughs> slash the bun and all at your boys you know we fucking shameless over here with the self-promotion head over to youtube subscribe at the bun live and our insta's fucking popping man if you ain't following us and you missed out on the switch trade challenge follow us now at the bun live and you'll be there for whatever challenge pops up next you dig no doubt so like we said we have breezy in the building brianna gearing what a pleasure to have her step inside studio we Another lockdown interview she's posted up in Van. We're posted here in TDOT. This one was long overdue for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's homegirl. Uh, met her in Montreal a few years ago. She's a, a great time. Fucking super jokes. And she's just got the steez, man. She's got the steez. I remember in Empire, I'm getting paid. Or Empire Open now. I was trying to rig it to get her first place, but she fell one too many times. But I think she still came up on third and a nice fat check. Shouts to her and uh, shouts to this green can we're about to crack, you dig? I'm heading over to my fridge. What are you saying, Dono? I already got my bredgen. Oh, shit. Canada's premium pilsner. Steam whistle. The only buzz.
right, we are super happy to have Brianna Gearing in the building. What's going on, yo? I'm just chilling. I just went and bought 20 bucks worth of scratchers. I'm hoping to win big today. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, damn. We better make a good impression so we can get in on that uh, prize money. I already lost on half of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to season 11 of The Bunt, aka The COVID Chronicles. How's your life changed in the past month or so due to the pandemic? Super. Oh my God. I've never been more bored in my life and I've never drank more in my life. (laughs) (laughs) How about you guys? Yeah, pretty similar. Same old man. Stuck in the in the big city here. Not doing much. Interviewing uh, legends like yourself, though. It's keeping us busy. (laughs) That's fantastic. What's the most random thing you've done out of boredom so far? I just like (laughs) <laughs> anything i think of i can't really mention so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we painted our stairs purple that's dope outside or inside it looks tight outside nice so we start every show off the same hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment my favorite skate moment when mike valeli beat the shit out of eight dudes at once that's probably my favorite skate moment <laughs> that's a serious clip <laughs> so funny i laugh every time i fucking watch it but my favorite sp- i don't give a fuck about sp- sports i don't know i don't watch sports <laughs> yeah put some respect on sports eh she. <laughs> how you're so into saying she lately that's your new fucking really? sound bite yeah it's from the wire man you never played sports as a kid or anything i did when i was a kid what'd you play uh i played basketball and rugby and i did track and field Damn, ain't got no moments from then. Maybe hitting a game-winning jumper, a la Jordan or something. One time, some I played. So when you when you play rugby in middle school, the girls and guys play together, and this dude <laughs> stepped on my crotch with his cleats so hard, I was just like trying so hard not to cry in front of my whole team. I don't know. That's Damn. a that's a good that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Jesus. <laughs> that's an interesting favorite. <laughs> That's just the only one that I can think of that I remember. I don't know. <laughs> so take us back to the beginning. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? Um, I grew up in Kelowna and I got into skating because I found like some haggard board in my garage that was like my, one of my older sisters and she never used it. So I started using it and I got so obsessed with it, just like trying to ollie and shit. And then I was like, yo, can like, mom, can I get a board from walmart she's like nah you have to like get get it yourself so it took me so long to save up enough money to get a fucking board that wasn't like <laughs> like paper grip tape but it, it's, it basically was because it was walmart but that was it yeah eventually got that one how old were you uh i think i was like 11 or 12 maybe that's what's up so what was your first big break into the skate industry how'd you pop this career off of yours <laughs> maybe when i uh filmed that part i filmed a part for the local shop that used to be in Kelowna called the bakery board shop and we filmed this video called baker's dozen and i think i got on like started getting shit from center or super first actually after that i was back when you were you had the hesh kits on eh? the hesh kits <laughs> like tightest pants ever yeah <laughs> yeah and then that that was rolling for like a year and then i moved to vancouver and then it was just like on i guess I think this might have been the first time. I can't remember if I met you in person first or saw this video part first. But either way, 
You made a big splash when Thrasher put your Wisteria part out. Oh, what yeah. What did that do for your young career at the time? I think right after that, I started getting girl boards. And I was just riding, like, the only kind of boards they had at center was, like, in 775 were, like, flip boards. So I was just, like, riding f- shitty flip boards until then. Shots? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's so funny to think of flip as, like, kind of a trife company when they're like so legend drop the like illest trilogy of videos that's true but i mean and now they get some disrespect yeah they're kind of blowing it now dude i'm not even <laughs> yeah. actually i could say some super mean shit but i'm not no, gonna that's say what it. i'm agreeing with i'm agreeing with breezy that. unfiltered man i love it let's go <laughs> no i can't <laughs> <laughs> fucking hurts ass team though let's say that much <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then you, you started getting the girl boards. <laughs> so you were in this year's Am Scramble video with a bunch of the heavy hitters. What was that experience like? <laughs> that was so fucking like dumb, but it was so sick. Obviously, those all those guys were like super fun to be around, and I had so much like such a good time getting to know them. And now I have like some homies for life. But I've never fucking hated myself more than being in that band. <laughs> It was so bad, dude. I was like, oh, sick. We're going to a rail spot. I can't even fucking ollie that high. Like, okay, I guess I'm sitting and drinking. Like, I'm just the pile on the fucking trip. And I was just like, I don't know. Comparing yourself to, like, a Jack O'Grady is the just... It feels like shit, man. Yeah, that must have been a a weird experience. But it looked like a fun-ass trip. It was so fun. Lots of dice games. I won a lot of money. That was nice. Oh, hell yeah. But, yeah, yo, you still got it in. That fucking no comply nose blunt was dope as fuck dude i hated all my shit (laughs) you sound like a gambler yo you're talking about scratch tickets dice games yeah i've gotten really into gambling in the last two years she's got a little mitch barrett in her yeah it must be the west coast man thanks for the free money bitch (laughs) oh my god i love when he says that you and mitch ever battle it out in dice nah we play pool sometimes but we don't ever gamble together. I feel like it would go south so fast. <laughs> We'd lose a lot of money, man. <laughs> so the Am Scramble video sounded like a fun but strange experience. On the flip <laughs> side, the credits video was completely different. You got to travel basically the world with your best friends. How did that compare to Am Scramble? I had such a good time doing both of them, honestly. But, you know, it's a lot funner just filming with all of your best friends obviously and you're just like completely comfortable all the time that's pretty nice filming for credits was it was a good time so are you happy with how the video turned out and more specifically your part in credits yeah i'm pretty happy with how it turned out happy to have like a part alongside like fabi and una because obviously they're like my best friends in the whole world um but i just want to like keep filming because i feel like eh, i don't know it's like i'm not just want to keep going. I'm like hyped right now. Yeah, of course, man. What do you, what do you mean? You're going to retire? Of course you're going to keep filming. <laughs> I know, I know. But like this was fucking quarantine. I'm like losing it. I'm like, fuck, I just want to go film like right now. We're kind of trapped, you know? Well, fuck. I mean, we're, we're quarantining and shit, but at least you've been lucky enough to drop some. Like the coverage is consistently coming out even in quarantine for you. So that's dope. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I guess that I guess that doesn't really scratch the itch of wanting to skate no some new clips not at all but it's cool i'm stoked that it came out and then it's out there and done with now <laughs> so you turned am for your sponsors like i guess you went from flow to like full-on am 
while yeah. filming for credits. What did that mean for you to get the official nod from Vans and Girl? Uh, <laughs> I can get paid more. <laughs> oh, oh, you got the checks. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> no filter, man. The real one. Officially, I guess that's what it means, but. I don't know. I guess I'll probably get to go on some girl trips now, which I'm really fucking excited for. That's crazy. That's what's up, man. We, we got a real one in the building. <laughs> Pay her her money. Okay. <laughs> I got to get to the casino when it opens back up. <laughs> That's a legendary team to be on, the girl squad. No oh, joke. yeah. That was like the most fucked thing, getting on girl. It's like a childhood dream. How did it go from uh, center to actually getting on the team? Or sorry, how did it go from Supra to actually getting... No, it definitely went from Supra to Center to getting on the team. Because I moved down oh. to Vancouver, and I worked at Center for two years. And then I started getting paid by Van, so I quit my job there. And then, and then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they, the whole team came to town, and they were, like, at Strath, and I kept taking selfies with Brandon Beeble because I thought it was super funny, and I had, like, four selfies <laughs> with him. And that's how that photo of me standing in his hands came to be. But they also asked me if I wanted to come on a trip with them to Squamish and Whistler. And I think they were just, like, testing me out in the van for the day. And then they were like, you want to get some boards? I was like, what? Of course I do. That's not even a fucking question. Like, yeah, give me the boards. <laughs> that's, that's how it came to be. That's fucking dope. So we hear you and Rick Howard are pretty tight. So much so that you'd be watching <laughs> shows at his crib and shit. Anything we might want to hear about? Yeah, I stayed at their place once, and I was just sitting on the couch with Rick and Meg. They just bought me a burrito. We were chilling. <laughs> and then uh, somehow we get onto this documentary about sex dolls, and there's just, like, a table full of nipples, like, on the screen. And then we all, like, silently watched this documentary about sex dolls for, like, an hour. Like, I'm sitting next to Rick Howard, and it was the weirdest fucking experience of my life. <laughs> and then I went over to their liquor table, and I was like... They were like, have whatever you want. So I cracked a bottle of rosé, but I was already kind of drunk. And then I sat back down, had like half of the glass of rosé, fucked up their bottle because they aren't drinking right now, and then went to bed. It was just... <laughs> Damn. It was a weird time. That sounds like a night to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Who were some of the girl skaters that you looked up to when you were younger? Alyssa and Marissa were probably like the top ones, obviously, because they're so buck. And then... I like Lacey too, or Leo now, but mm-hmm. and Vanessa. Those were like those were like the only people I even watched skate. Really, I didn't give a fuck about any of the guys when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> what about Alexis? Yeah, mm. Alexis too. Holy shit! I always forget about Alexis, man. Yeah, she, she's the goat in my book. She's a fucking baddie. Well, I, I think like Alyssa's the goat, like, and then. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marissa was just, like, insane. Just came through and fucked shit up real quick and then bounced. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. such good style. Just, like, came in, dropped a dumbass part, and then never, you just never hear about her for, like, like 10 right, years. Peace, yo. I'm going to start up my Etsy uh, vintage shop now. I'm, I'm good with this shit. I just bought this sweater from her that she, like, filmed this fat backside flip in. So I got to get, like, an honorary fat clip in it for Marissa. That's so sick. You bought it off her vintage shop? Yeah. That's so dope. Man, it was sick to see her have an interview that came out pretty recently. It's good to hear from her. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that that Jenkum one? Yeah. I feel like uh, with Alyssa, she's more like the Bill Russell, like, you know what I'm saying? She's she's the OG. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Who, who just 
killed it so hard back in the day but then obviously there's different generations you know what i mean yeah so maybe yeah. alexis is like the kobe and then these days i don't know who who's running shit but fuck actually you are breezy so <laughs> yeah real shit when we had nora on the show a while back she told us about some of her wild dms uh we hear your inbox might be hectic as well what are some of the loosest dms you're getting these days uh they're all pretty nice honestly oh that's what's up someone asked me to spit in their mouth after that video came out <laughs> Did you have that like don't you have like a like a b-roll clip where you're spitting or something maybe someone got fired up off that. yeah yeah they keep they like they commented it on that clip and then they dm'd it to me too jesus damn just just making sure you saw that eh? <laughs> sorry man i'm not gonna spit into your mouth but i'm sure some girl will <laughs> <laughs> so in your vice piece with una you briefly touch on thinking about quitting skating to be more normal like your sister and have some more friends what was that phase like and what made you eventually decide to say fuck it and keep skating oh yeah it was weird i was like pretty depressed and like when i was like 14 or 15 and I had no fucking friends, and all I did was skate by myself, and I was, like, so over it. I was like, damn, maybe I should just, like, quit and start wearing crop tops and shit. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> so what made you say fuck it? Uh, stick, to, stick to skating. I don't know. I was like, I don't really like anybody around here anyway or doing <laughs> anything else, so I can't really stop, I guess. Like, what else am I going to fucking do? Well, we're glad you stuck to it, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Don't let them get you down, you heard? Yeah, never let them get you down. This week, the first person to email us at thebuntlive at gmail.com and correctly state who the only NBA player to have won an NBA title and Olympic gold medal in the same year twice is winning themselves a fresh CHPO brand box. You know they're getting diamonds on their wrists and hater blockers over their eyes. It's just that simple. Get your answers into thebuntlive at gmail.com. And if you miss out on the contest, head over to chpobrand.com and use our discount code THEBUNT. Always doing it for the people. So what's up with the broken thumb story? Oh my god. So we, uh, we had this trip to Montreal and it was just me, Fabi, Shari, and Frank. And we were skating the spot. We hadn't got any fucking clips. It was like day three. And we were, you know that bank spot that E.T. F fucking owns basically at this point? Yeah. I was trying to do a pop shove no slide on that. And I got super excited because I got close on one and I started running uh, back up the, to the top of the like little hill or whatever to go again. And there was a zip tie on the floor that was like bigger than my head. And I stepped, I fucking was running and I stepped on it with one foot and my other foot got caught in it. And I had my board in my hand and like the primo, I like basically primoed on my thumb and then my body fell on top of the primo and then it just like broke it oh. right in half, like from one side to the oh. other. And it like got so crushed that it like the sides exploded and there was just like there was just like so much blood out of this uh, coming out of my thumb. I was like, fuck man. I definitely broke it. So we went to the hospital and I was like, just to see if I need if I needed anything for it. And it took us fucking nine hours in the hospital. Because I just kept like 
putting us in different rooms and then not doing anything and some old man poked my hand like a fucking open wound with a pair of scissors off the desk it was so it was the craziest experience and then they finally gave me stitches and they were gonna give me a splint and i was so fucking mad at everybody in there i just left without it i was like fuck it i don't don't need it i gotta go that's so that's brutal yeah what can you tell us about the castle oh did you ever do the pop shove no slide no i didn't but i think leon did it um the castle is the best club in Tampa if you've ever been. I don't know if you've been. Nah, I've never been to Tampa. It's like uh go next year. You should Tom Brady, but sorry, continue. You gotta go to the castle. <laughs> it's like the best. It's this big club that's basically like a goth fetish club and you can get whipped in there and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like an outside area where you can like smoke, but they also it's just like constant like uh, smoke machines going off. And it's just like it's just like Marilyn Manson on speed. I don't know. That's that's like the best way to describe it. Did you get whipped or do some whipping? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. A little delayed response. Yeah, leave that for next time. We'll have to come back to that. <laughs> so we love going behind the scenes on tricks here at the Bunt. Can you tell us about your impossible into the China Bank? And your no slide at the gold rail? Yeah, the impossible was... I was trying it for like 20 minutes, I think, and then security came and Fabi was stalling them. And right on my last try, I landed it like super weird, like surfy. Mm-hmm. But I, got, I mean, it worked. And then we left. Didn't get in trouble. Uh, that was beast. Yeah, the, it, they slow-moded. It, was, it worked. <laughs> and then the gold rail one was so dumb. Oh, my God. So... I am obviously not a big handrail person. I like to stay close to the ground. And um, I kept fucking kicking out of it. And everyone was staring at me. And I was like, fuck, man, they're all looking at me. I got to land this like now. And I keep being a pussy. And and then I walked away for a sec because I was like, oh, I was just like being so harsh on myself. I was like starting to make myself cry. And then <laughs> I, just, I like walked away and Frank came up to me. And you know when you're, like, about to cry and someone asks you if you're okay and then you just, like, burst out into tears? Yeah, yeah. He came up and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, don't fucking look at me! And I was, like, bawling my eyes up. And he's like, dude, nobody thinks you're a loser. Just calm down. <laughs> and then I, I did it after that, like, like one try after the, after the meltdown. <laughs> Man, that's all you needed. I must have felt nice. Uh, yeah, but it was, more, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> felt good, but felt like a kook a little bit, too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just needed to have a little cry. It worked. <laughs> Getting hammers. Are you, you got the handrail bug now? Did that? Did the adrenaline rush make you want to skate rails more? Uh, yeah, I think I'm definitely a lot less scared than I was. Oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> What's 666 to you? Me and Una and Fabi are the devil's children and we're gonna get 666 <laughs> tattoos on us you're gonna get tattoo of that damn yo we're each gonna get a six. Oh, that's dope oh, okay one each yeah sisterhood <laughs> what's good with the bunions i have the most disgusting feet you've ever fucking seen and i don't know i think i need surgery for my bunions but i'm not gonna do that so i'm just in pain all the time <laughs> it's it's fucking painful <laughs> Dude, yeah. 
Because it's not like some gross sore. It's like when your big toe grows sideways and then your bone is sticking out. None of your shoes fit. And it sucks. Fuck, man. And I'm always bitching about my bunions. You need to take a page out of Abe's book. He just, like, tapes up his feet so he can skate. Like, he said in multiple interviews that his... They just, like, bleed all the time. His, like, toes banging into each other. So he just, like, tapes up both feet before he puts them, like, every day. Anytime. That's yeah. so draining. Holy shit. It's insane. Damn. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> Sorry to hear about your bunions. Yeah, so what are you going to do about them? You're just going to deal with it forever? Yeah. Maybe I'll get one of those toe correctors that you wear at night when you're sleeping. I've been meaning to get one. We're in a pandemic quarantine, man. Make it happen. Yeah, I got nothing better to do. Yeah, turn those scratch tickets into one of them. <laughs> just wedge it in between my toes. <laughs> uh, every time I lose, just add it to the pile. No, I mean, like, win a scratch ticket and then buy a toe corrector with the money. But, I mean, if you want to, like, fabricate one out of the a losing ticket, that could work, too. Yeah, I guess, if I'm feeling stingy. <laughs> Can you tell us... Your Tampa Am story, apparently you were down there with uh, some van squad and a bunch of you guys got eliminated. So you didn't go on the finals day. You didn't go. You went to some next skate park, a little drive away from like the the main skate park. Uh, but you, you randomly just bounced from the session. You know, from the skate park. Dude, no, fuck. <laughs> Who said that one in? Johnny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I went on a Tinder date. I just left everybody and went to go hang out with some chick. She read my palms and gave me a tarot reading. It was cool. And then I had to pay for a really expensive <laughs> Uber back to the final dinner. That's what's so Wow. <laughs> she came to the skate park and I was like, this is so fucking weird. We should leave. <laughs> Did you just try to like kind of casually slip away without anyone seeing you? <laughs> I think so, yeah. But obviously I walked right past everybody and they were like, the fuck you doing? <laughs> That's legendary. Good times though? Did she have good things to say about your palm? Yeah, she told me I was going to find the love of my life and shit pretty soon. They were nice things. In Tampa or no? Uh, Maybe not in Tampa. Like in the foreseeable future. Oh, okay, she wasn't saying it was, it was her? It definitely wasn't her. <laughs> 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 so una aka little tubsy good friend of the show what's the best and worst thing about rooming with her on trips oh my god the best thing is that she's hilarious and i, I i'm down to hang out with una 24 7 she's my best fucking friend we can just have a hotel room to party in together which is sick but every time before we leave she gets really fucking high and then she can't get her shit together and we're super late that's probably the most annoying thing. She'll just like, she'll like pick something up and then look around and then put it down and then pick something else up and like put it down. It's like super baked shit. But that's the only thing really. She's kind of the shit. That's not so bad, yo. So we heard you have a twin sister, Samara. Yeah. Can you and her communicate telepathically or what's that twin sister bond like? <laughs> I think in a, a, a little bit. Every time I feel like shit, she calls me and she's like, yo, I feel like shit. I'm like, weird. We both feel like shit at the same time always. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably like the only thing. I don't think we can communicate telepathically except for That's pretty that. close, yo. It's not bad. Whenever I have to take a piss, so does she. And then we like f used to fight over the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
What about when you feel hyped up though and, and happy? Nah. I don't know. <laughs> Just on dark days, we'll both be like, dude, fuck. I know. So we heard she started skating. Is she stomping Nolly Trace yet like you? She started skating two days ago and she almost did a pop <laughs> shove it. <laughs> Sorry, and she what? And she almost did a pop shove it yesterday. Oh, damn. Oh, that's hell what's yeah. up. Wait, a pop shove it or a shove it? Okay, some of them were popping, but some of them weren't popping. So maybe a shove it. Yeah, I taught my cousin how to shove, but he definitely was not popping that shit. She's kind of popping some of them. She's kind of mean Ollie going. And it's day, I guess it's day three today. That's what's up. Yeah, she's crushing it. Hopefully she'll be stomping them nolly trays in no time, like <laughs> Grant Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I see it coming. Can you tell us about goth puking in Indonesia? What's the story there? Uh, so me and my friend Helena and Cyrus were chilling at our Airbnb in Indonesia, and Helena was telling us about these this milk drinking challenge and we just she's like yeah but i found all these like weird goth ones and they're just called goth goths puking milk and there's like like mid to like 2010 videos of like these goths drinking milk that was like dyed neon green or whatever like a gallon of it and then you puke afterwards because your stomach can't handle it and me and cyrus were like we have to do this we're gonna dress up and chug a bunch of milk and throw up but you have to dye it. So me and, me and Cyrus got a bunch of soy milk because we're vegan and it was super nasty. It tasted like fucking cardboard. And I gave him neon green dye and I put black dye in mine. So it was like really black. And we dressed up like goths and chugged a bunch of milk. And there's a video of it on YouTube. And we puked and we're sick for the rest of the night. I don't know. It was so dumb. <laughs> wow. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it was kind of fun, but then it wasn't. I don't know. I was pretty sick after. <laughs> Google goths puking milk. It's like kind of entertaining. Yeah, take us behind the scenes on your switch flip ender. What was that session like? Oh, that session was so fun because everybody was like skating the spot, which is always the best. And then everybody got their clip and then I was, <laughs> I was still the only one fucking trying mine. And then I finally did it. I don't know. I thought I was fucking hyped. And then we walked over to this really fucking huge bank and Una nose picked into it. So it was a good day. That's what's up. We all got a clippy. Uh, where'd you guys go? It seemed like you guys went like all over the damn place. Yeah, we did a, a couple of trips and they were all so close together too. It was like, go on a two week trip, go home for like four days and then go on another two week trip. We went to New York first and then we hit SF and then Montreal and then Miami. And then we hit Spain with Barcy. And then the last trip was Melbourne, which was sick as fuck. Holy shit. Did you go home after Spain or did you go straight from there? No, I went home after Spain. Melbourne was kind of like a surprise trip. Like we hadn't planned that one. It was just like, we kind of need a couple more clips because this is not finished. Damn, you're living the dream. <laughs> Getting that paper, skating all around the world. Dropping yeah. parts. That's what's up. Super weird being home for this long. <laughs> yeah, you're used to that fucking worldwide passport stamp lifestyle. <laughs> so i have to go on another trip or even just leave vancouver <laughs> maybe we can like drive to other cities in canada yeah but canada fucking sucks i mean like skating wise i'm gonna drive to fucking alberta no you gotta come to the east coast like the only other place worth going to is like toronto or montreal that's true no disrespect to the other cities but shit 
No, mad disrespect. Fuck him. <laughs> just being real. You didn't have any Toronto clips, though. What's up, man? Uh, I don't know how hard I fuck with Toronto. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Y'all about to get the six tats and everything. I do what the... <laughs> Yo. Right. You know who you speaking to right now? Shit. <laughs> I know. You guys are obviously... T-Dot in the building. <laughs> you guys obviously love Toronto. I fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I don't love it for skating anymore. But I mean, I love the city. It's it's home. But yeah, for sure. I can't blame you for not getting clips here. I don't think I don't remember when the last time I did. Was, so. <laughs> you got one last summer, man. It's like this one of the most recent clips you have, dog. How I remember this, not you. What'd you do? Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Stay tuned for the bunt video, <laughs> which you better send some clips to your boys you know what i'm saying i don't know about that no i'm just kidding i can't wait to see that <laughs> yo the yo the realness just got too real bro. Yeah, <laughs> taking shots all over the place and now they finally came and hit that's, us that's yo, friendly that's, fire yo. that's some weird <laughs> shit dog no i'm just kidding i ain't got my vest on all right, well, yo, all right, you can stick to that. You'll, you'll regret it when, when the vid drops. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch it and just, you know, see you guys skating. I don't want to fucking watch myself skate. <laughs> I'll just watch that. I'll watch you guys skate. Yeah, don't hold your breath. <laughs> all right, well, fair enough. On that note, what are you looking forward to most once this pandemic passes? Going to the bar and playing pool. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I worry for the people running these bars. What's going to happen when they're back open and running, man? It's going to be wild. Dude, everyone's going to be like, everyone's going to be raging so hard. It's going to be like insane. Yeah. If if Vancouver reopened tomorrow, what, what are like the first three things you want to get done? I'd wake up, get a coffee, sit outside the coffee shop and drink it. And then I'd go skate plaza for a little bit. And then I would go to the bar and play pool and get hammered. Boom. That's a nice day. Kind of a perfect day. I'm going straight to the barber. You're going to the barber? I like your mini fro, yo. What are you going to have them do? Well, I just got to get my usual, man. My, our boy Joel Sculler <laughs> gives, me the, gives me that fade, man. Shouts to Crow's Nest Barbershop, Joel Sculler. I miss you guys, man. Holy shit. So I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to go to Dunbat and skate. And then I'm going to go to City Pool and turn up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fucking right. Oh, that's a classic summer day, man. It's a good day. I'm just replacing your coffee with the haircut. haircut. It's pretty much the same day. That's. I mean, that's the perfect day, really. Yeah. What are you saying, Donald? Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess probably something similar. I don't really want to get a haircut. My hair is growing out now. I think I might take one last run at this until it's all gray. You know? <laughs> what? Oh, do you have gray hair? Yeah, the hair's starting to come in gray. So I got one last run at it. Well, it's like mostly brown still nice i mean gray hair is saucy that shit's nice but yeah skate and then hit the pub and then maybe chill in the park man I miss being outside i dig that i dig that do you have any tv show movie or book recommendations for the people bored at home right now yeah watch gossip girl i've been f fucking blazing through it hell yeah you fuck with gossip girl bro i used to be in a gossip girl crew with all my homies girlfriends it was fucking epic. That's so we sick. We get together on Tuesdays. I think it was Tuesdays. And watch that shit live on TV. It's kind of good. 
It's like bad, but it's good. Chuck Bass, straight legend. Dude, Chuck Bass is the fucking goat. <laughs> I love right. Chuck. Watch, uh, if you have Hulu, watch a show called Stoned Quackers. It's like the best fucking show. It's a cartoon. Stone Quackers? You have Hulu? Don't we have, isn't it called Crave up here? Oh, fuck, you guys. Wait, it, I forgot you're not in America for a sec. I don't know. Never mind. What do you what do you mean? But you're you're in Canada right now, so don't you have Crave? I know, but I watched it in America. I watched it at my friend's house. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, yeah, Hulu, well, Hulu's no, Crave? Yeah, Hulu's Crave. Is it? Well if it's on there, we'll just check if it's on there. It's like a really good cartoon. <laughs> what about Hulu has live sports? Like Crave doesn't do live sports. Yeah, but you know Canada gets bamboozled on fucking everything then. Yeah, we get yeah. the shitty we get the shitty shows, not the good ones. Word, all right. Gossip Girl and whatever that other show you said. <laughs> Don't forget it. Go man. fucking watch it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, it's an honor to be presented by Deluxe Distribution and their Keep It Rolling project. When it comes to skate gear, what's done for you might not be done for others. If you have any used gear collecting dust at your house, gather it up and drop it in your local skate shop's Keep It Rolling collection box when it's safe. Your shop decides what organization or person it gets passed on to. Okanagan Skate Co. in Vernon, BC is hosting a drive-out in front of their shop for their Boards for Kids program, and the East Vancouver Skate Club is collecting for local kids in need of a board. If you have or know of any youth in need, East Van is accepting applications via email and DM. If you're interested in learning more or want to support some great local shops doing rad things, hit up Antisocial, Menu, PD's Hotspot, and The Drive. All right, Breezy, you know what time it is. Rapid <laughs> fire with the ghost. Still. Let's go. Favorite skater. Marissa. Del Santo. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite video. Pretty sweet. <laughs> I don't know. Youngin, yo. Favorite video part. Alyssa Steamer, Bootleg 3000. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. Me and Donald grew up on that video. Love that video. I can't find the full length. I can only see her part on YouTube. Oh, shit. So you haven't seen Scott Kane and Pete Eldridge? No, I need to see the whole fucking thing. Oh, man. Some other Brian me showed. Woo, some gangsters in that video. <laughs> Favorite style. <laughs> Dylan Reader. Hell yeah. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I don't know if I said it enough, but Alyssa and Marissa. <laughs> Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. John Cardiel. Somehow I can't believe he, I can't believe he hasn't died. Like he's just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite trick. To do nollie flips. To see heel flip very any heel flip variation basically, unless it's except laser flips. I hate laser flips. Hardest trick for you? Uh, <laughs> heel flips. <laughs> <laughs> Most illegal trick? Double flips. Any double flipping? Uh. -uh. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Probably the impossible into China Banks. Hell yeah, that was a good one. That was crazy. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? All the things that Jack O'Grady did on and, and Giovanni did on Am Scramble. Yo, that Giovanni kid is. He's so he's fucked crazy. up. He's <laughs> crazy. He's so funny. What's the one trick that got away? I was trying to kickflip over this rail in Barcy, and I went back a second time, spent so many hours there, never fucking did it. 
hated it. Yeah. Oh, while we're at it, I also heard you were trying a Manny in Miami. You may have punched a tree or something. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I fucked up my hand. I couldn't get my ring off and there was like a million splinters in my knuckles because there was like a palm tree. I was just trying to manny kickflip and I was like, dude, this is so easy. I'm such a fucking dumbass. How have I not landed this like first try? <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm like real big spaz. That's a phase that can be conquered. So don't worry. You might not always be. That's good. Hope so. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Ryan Sheckler trying to backside flip El Toro and then telling everyone he did and he fucking didn't. <laughs> oh, poor bastard. You witnessed that on the internet, but we'll take it. I, I was there for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is legendary. What's the last new trick you learned? I guess switch five O's. Frontside? Yeah. Dope. What's your dream job after skating? Oh my god, I don't have a dream job. I don't want to fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> i hope i just win big at the casino or something hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're 21 you don't have to worry about that shit yet but you should in the back of your mind be thinking about it i know every time i think about it it stresses me out i'm like fuck i don't want to do anything <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite local brand uh jenny jenny hell yeah favorite local skater Oh, I don't know. I like Dustin and Landon. I like watching them skate. Sick. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I'm trying to think. Uh, I rode for Caribou for like two months. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of sick, but then I, I just kind of regretted it because uh, I was an actual pile. Like, fuck. I've never been so hungover for so many days. <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Fabio Nuna. Worst teammate ever. Johnny Purcell for giving you guys that Tinder story. <laughs> Friendly fire. Rightfully deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Worst company. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even say that. Um, I think the worst company ever is probably almost. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> worst trend. And the rest of the world dressing like skaters peeps that you see walking down the street with the freshest complete of all time that you know they've never stepped foot on yeah they just like think it's the cool classic on queen street yeah. in toronto everybody fucking dresses like that worst style i want to say that guy jeff deshesre or like jeff Wan's song or whatever <laughs> he heavy gets roasted uh i'm sure he's a nice guy but fucking flick your tricks <laughs> poor bastard he listens <laughs> to the show too does he really yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. Last person you want on the sesh? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> God, I'm such a dick. Corey Wilson. Oh! This is some Vancouver beef. Damn. It does exist. <laughs> <laughs> Corey. Poor Corey, guy. Corey, she did it to you. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Brianna. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do this with us. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Sorry I was so hard to link up with, and it took me like five minutes to answer some of the questions. Hey, all good, homegirl. I've said it before, one of my favorite skaters. Can't wait to see what you got up your sleeve in the future. <laughs> Thanks for the time. I can't wait for the bun video. Let's see what you're working on. <laughs> A sarcasm there, maybe? 
Oh, sucking <laughs> up now, eh? All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the post office. Make sure to get your emails and voice notes over to thebuntlive at gmail.com. This has been the hottest season of the post office ever. Make sure to get yours in before it's too late. Who we got up first, Ghost? You've got mail. First up, we got an email from none other than Scott Cardiganer. What up, Bunters? Thanks for continuing to entertain the people. Before I ask my question, I have some shit to get off my chest that needs to be heard on a global level. Well, came to the right place, bruv. A worldwide thing. Hard flip back 180s or hard flip reverts are not ghetto birds. Ghetto birds are nolly hard flip back 180s. Understood? Thanks for that. Anyway, <laughs> as for my question, who have you got top three tray flips of all time? I've got Ethan Fowler at a very firm number one, then Kareem, then Booznitz. Honorable mention to Kalis, a lot of people's number one, I'd imagine, and Reynolds, who has a very underappreciated tray flip. Ghost, have you ever stated who the switch trade general is? I'd imagine it's either Zared, Bobby Warst, or Arto. Looking forward to the vid. Scott, a lot to unpack there, Deggy. All right, hard foot back 180. I thought it was just straight hard foot back 180, but let the record be known. Scott Cardiganer knows what he's talking about. Cardiganer, thanks for clarifying. I'm pretty sure I called you like Cartnager and like 30 other things in the past. It's about time I got it right because you be showing the post office love on the regs. <laughs> tray flips. Top three tray flips. That's so That's a hard. good one, man. It's funny because he took like five of them away, so now we have to think outside the box here. I mean, Wade's definitely on there. He's done some crazy ones at Sans and Lines. Yeah. Sad to say, but Kelly Hart has one of the most like versatile ones. Um, and who would be my third? Fuck, off top tray flip. We've talked about it before, but my favorite tray flips are the ones that people don't put fake fucking back leg, stanky leg on it. And I really like homies uh, shout out to Reynolds because I think I've, I've mentioned some of my tra favorite trays before. Uh, I said Rodrigo TX, Shane Cross and Andrew Reynolds. Those aren't maybe my top three all time. It's, it would take a lot longer to actually come up with the list. But those are three tray flips with zero fake exaggeration. And they're just solid, very high, look, good looking tray flips. Well, you got Wade and Kelly you need one more. Maybe a Herman trade. Oh, fuck with those. Can't go wrong. Well, you took so long, I thought of another one. Jeff Rowley, who maybe people have forgotten about his trades a little bit over the years. He's got a one of the steeziest, quickest, right into his front foot trade flips. And then he wanted to know who the switch trade general is. We already found out, man. Lil B took down the tournament. Maybe not the overall lifetime done the most good ones switch trays but for single clip we got to the bottom of it the funniest thing is that he sent this email before we actually launched the switch tray contest so glad to have the answer but i think in past interviews i'd given the status to johnny layton and brian winning everyone else got some other random rankings but those two for show all right next up we have an email from benjamin wilkinson 
What's good, guys? I've been listening for a year now and just recently went back and listened to all of the previous episodes. All the beef was Sinner and his shit was rad. Being Canadian, we are kind of out of the loop for skate drama. Keep killing it, dudes. And also, I'm in school in Scarborough. What are some good skate spots to check out in this town? All right, let me... Well, my friend Benjamin... Let me, let me take over what? here. If we're talking Scarborough, I'm clearly the expert. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> you are... Well, don't get me started on the debate back in the day about how you technically were Scarborough, but your street sign had EY on oh, it. Oh, so. God. A little bit of confusion there. You got a spot? No, I was just joking. Obviously, Scarborough's your neck of the woods. Let them know it's good. Fuck, I don't know if any of them are good for you to go to now, but we grew up skating this plaza at Birchmount in St. Clair. Nice little five-star. You could skate over the fence. That didn't happen till later, later years. There's obviously the Scarborough Town Center. Classic eight-star. Colin Passy sponsored me opening line. Fuck, man. I haven't skated in Scarborough in a long time. We had that junkyard for a while, but I might be out of the loop too, dog. <laughs> well, we set up benches at Rona parking lot, but that's not a spot. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite Scarborough spot to skate when we were younger? Going to Scarborough Town Center was always like a fun full day kind of trip. We'd get a, a yeah. fat crew and go skate the three flat three, the eight stair, and off the stage, little dirt gap that was like way too tall and not long enough. That'd always be a fun full day. And then that long rail that like when we got older, Morgan and yeah. Aiden and stuff, I think, started skating. And there was that giant eight yeah. stair hubba that Warren no slid it. No slid it? Yeah. Maybe Crook, I don't know. Yeah, there's some spots. The best part close to you is probably Ash Bridges Bay Skate Park, though, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. New young Scarborough man, yo. Enjoy. Next up, we got an email from Tom M. First off, thanks for putting me on to the Jalen and Jacoby Last Dance After Show. Been loving that series, and any additional content is gold to me right now. I feel a bit guilty watching the story of a man who left nothing on the table and found the very limit of how far he could push himself to be the best at something though you know if i walked into that hotel room and saw my whole team partying i would join in instead of closing the door my question for you is if you could travel back in time and give one canadian skateboarder that unparalleled jordan level of focus and drive so we could see the very limits of their potential who would it be and how much untapped potential do you think and how much untapped potential do you think you left on the table with skateboarding wow that's a very fucking that's a sick question so crazy me and you talk about this all the time we have two friends that were just like given gifts from the skateboard gods of skill levels oh my god jacob williams and matthew sullivan i think we literally talked about that yesterday yeah we did jacob williams is someone we both grew up skating with one of our best friends when we were younger and to this very day a brother to both of us Shout out to Jake's and a drift shop. He was just someone who, when we reached a certain age as kids, I think it was like in his teenage years, maybe 16 and 17, he just got incredible at skating. He was always like a really good kick flipper and a front boarder and he had his tricks. But then all of a sudden, God unlocked the gift of nollies to this man <laughs> and switched to be honest, switch backside and Nolly. He could do it into anything and he would do it into anything. Nolly nose rails, Nolly crooks, Nolly back over crook, Nolly heel board when 
That shit wasn't right to any of us. They went down to Cali, did some crazy shit down there, switched back three double sets, switched back heel front crooks on a pretty famous ledge. Skateboard Jake's the fucked up part is that if he goes and skates today, he'll do the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Switch heel back, tailing anything he wants. Yeah. He really had a special, special talent. For me, the craziest thing was like, he would just have new tricks and I'm like, I didn't even see him try and work on them. It, it, they would just like appear in his bag one day and he would just have them like so good yeah it was uh for sure he like gave a hundred percent like jordan styles guarantee hundred percent guarantee he would be like a, a big name pro no question in my mind yeah he would have been on death wish man oh for- he was going in the right direction yeah he he doesn't like sweating so if he didn't land shit quick enough it, <laughs> it was over the germaphobe came out yeah and then the other one that you mentioned was our boy Matthew Sullivan, longtime dear friend of ours as well. Grew up with him, and the potential is absolutely through the roof. Me and him shared a part in environment. He was like Jake's too, man. Especially with flip tricks, he did them all so properly. He had huge pop. Once we got taller and he grew, he just all of a sudden had giant pop. Fuck, man. I don't want to say it's a bummer to think about where they would both be at if they both gave it a thousand percent, but it's just, I'm convinced that both of them could have been pro skaters if that's what they like fully dedicated themselves to, but they're both doing great in life. So it's like, you're not really bummed because whatever, as far as this question goes, those are the two guys that for sure come to mind. And the sick thing is, they shared a part in our friend Devin's video, but I don't think it's online, is it? We'll get that online. We'll make sure that's out there and we'll plug it in somewhere. Yeah. Probably put that up on our story this year. Yeah, that'd be amazing. It's short and sweet. You'll see the kind of potential and, and dope style they had and you'll understand. And Blinger's still crazy enough to pull up to the spot and do something to this day. <laughs> yeah. He back nose one at a handrail that looked fucking terrible a couple years back and you're just like what in the hell yeah. man? like no one's seen him for two years and then you just see a photo of him doing a back yeah, and then like go to the loft once in a while just nollie heel back lift the rail you're just like uh okay and then he finishes up by saying how much untapped potential do you think you left in skateboarding damn that's a deep question and it's sad to think about and the, the funny thing is i kind of addressed it the first show we did after Kobe passed, mm-hmm. I talked about how I always felt like I let him down as a fan because he's so psycho and like so driven. And I wish I had more Kobe in me, but like I would just feel guilty sometimes if I was just being lazy about whatever. Even thinking about Kobe couldn't make me overcome my laziness. That kind of answers the question for me. But I gave skateboarding my everything for a lot of years. For me, it's more injuries. And where I could have been more like Jordan was on my rehab. And I think if I took that more seriously, I would have been, I don't know, I just would have been a better skater probably in my prime years. Yeah, I mean, we're both still skating, so I'm going to wait till the end to tell you how much I left on the table. Yeah, we've definitely left some potential on the table just because fucking now we're just normal as dudes. When we were kids, our skateboarding was our schedule, and now we have to fit it into our schedule. That's a good saying. All right, next up, we got a voice note from Leo Ranks. Let's take a listen. 
What's going on, Donovan? Safer. It's your boy, Theo Banks. Just finished uh, jerking off my cousin Tony. Used some concrete from his concrete truck for lube. Man, that shit is nice. Yo, psych is Leo. Hey, Theo. Word? I ain't have no beef with you, but only one motherfucker gets to rise from the dead and talk shit to me, and that's Jesus, son. So if you bring in the heat, I'ma let you know. I'm already in the oven, son. I'm in Arizona. It's the wild west out here son even my grandma fucking strapped to the teeth out here son but i don't need none of that shit for your soft serve ass pull the fuck up we could run the hands you feeling saucy bring that concrete truck too i just picked up a little sum sum from auction that i've been dying to put to the test holla at me bitch i'm looking forward to it god damn leo Woo. i guess it's beef in the post office now man we ain't trying to see nobody throw hands, though. Maybe we can get you guys to do, like, uh, a skate trivia to settle this or something. We promote the non-violence A over skate here. trivia or a game of skate. <laughs> yeah, either or. No violence, but we love you guys going back and forth in the post office. Leo coming in hot, talking about picking up shit from auction. Remind me of our good buddy Travis Orton. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Be safe with those fucking things down south, you guys. Leo, I wouldn't poke the bear too much, man. Theo Banks is a insane fugitive running from from people trying to kill him and shit. Like this guy's been underground for a year and a half, just reemerged last week. Shit's real, man. Next up, we got an email from Aaron Shapiro. Howdy, Bunt. First of all, just wanted to give a major shout out of appreciation for keeping the entertainment and laughs flowing during these trying times. Every episode is essential listening at this point. Thanks, brother. Question. With the most talented skater on planet Earth inquiry, I'm surprised that Frankie Villani's name hasn't gotten thrown around more at this point. Seems like he can do pretty much anything he wants on a skateboard. Makes me wonder what y'all's thoughts are on his skating and his place in the industry. Plus, who else has gotten dubbed on that question and deserves more recognition? Stay safe out there, Aaron. That's a good question, man. Who would you pick currently if you got rapid fired right now as your most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? My brain just defaults to Ashad. And then if I think about it for an extra second, Shane O'Neill, that's like just the one two that's always locked in there. Yeah, it's pretty hard to argue with that. Grant Taylor should get a little bit more shine. It would be nice to hear him once or twice. I feel like we've heard him. Tiago gets a little bit of yeah, love. Yeah, Tiago des- definitely deserves it. Someone said... One name we never hear is fucking Nigel, and he's... True. So fucked up, but maybe it's just like the unwritten code to not say Nigel. Who knows? Maybe Sinner said him. Who knows? That's true. Maybe he did. As far as Frankie Villani, man, I found this out while doing the Switch Trade Challenge. Not all minds think alike. <laughs> so you might think so. Someone else might despise his skating you know we've been getting fucking destroyed with comments i've probably been sent thousands of switch trays in the dms that we so-called missed (laughs) but it's just up to the viewer man subjectivity of skateboarding is a beautiful thing yeah he's dope man i remember his part in encore i was just like damn like you look at his uh you look at his chubby cheeks and like his build and you're like not expecting half the gnarly ass shit he does <laughs> defying the odds yeah he's he's talented as fuck but he doesn't he's not like one of the first people that comes to mind when i'm thinking about the best skaters in the world but maybe maybe he should be in there 
All right, next up we have an email from Brosi Macaluso. That was definitely right, Seba. <laughs> what do you guys think the future standard format of skate videos is? I think the industry is still trying to figure it out. Or will the 20-minute thrasher full length be here to stay? Yo, honestly, one of the formats that I actually enjoy watching is the two-part videos with like a team montage. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That's like the, the best form for straight to internet, I feel like. Yeah, real, real skateboards has mastered that i feel like yeah vans does has done that a couple in a row as well right yeah spinning away that's like and the jeff rowley one yeah spinning away was really sick that's a that's one that i go back and and rewatch a lot hopefully we can get back to some full-length videos being dropped man that was the actual shit i'll never not miss the importance of full-length videos i think the 15 to like 20 minute range is really good if you if you do it like with the a part a montage and a part like it's perfect for people's attention spans these days i don't know if it's here to stay but right now like if there's a new video that drops on thrasher or whatever and i see that time length i'm always like oh here we go like a dime video those are always like a, a perfect length for like the average attention span these days as far as where it's going i have no fucking clue all right next up we got an email from Sam Cahill. Sam writing in from Connecticut. What do you think of Carpet Company? Would you ever want them on the show? Also, who do you think has the best part in Squad Massage? I've heard of Carpet Company. I don't know much about them, unfortunately. Would have to do some research before getting those guys on the show for sure. As far as Squad Massage goes, a lot of good parts in this one. I fucking loved it. Anytime I can see some footy, from No Rubba, aka Colton Huber. It's a good day. As far as my favorite part though, probably go with Jed Anderson. Yeah, Jed snapped. Shouts to Corey. The whole video is dope. I'll go with my main man, just cause he's my little bro, Tyler Warren. Can't go wrong. But Ben also popped. That whole video is good. Go fucking online and watch that shit. All right, next up we have a voice note from Logan Smith. Yeah, g'day, Bunt Gang. Hey, listen, big fan of the pod. So I've been listening for a long time now. Um, yeah, you're doing a great job out there. But um, listen, just when it comes to the sports thing, I just wondered what, what you think about code. Um, like down here in New Zealand and Australia too, we play a lot of rugby, rugby league, rugby union. Um, and, you know, I just, American sports, from my just overall perspective, it's just, I mean, basketball, don't get me wrong, basketball's great, but NFL, it's like, man, it's just a bit weak, isn't it? Like, the game takes four hours, they, most of the time they're in huddles, it's just all, it's just all a bit boring, like, you're better off watching a highlight reel as far as I'm concerned, you get far better results. But, um, you know, you take a serious look at some some of some NRL greatest hit highlights, you know. You want to see Sonny Bill Williams in his prime just dropping shoulders. You didn't even have to put an arm in a tackle. No pads there, mate. Listen, it's hectic. It's hectic stuff. Um, but, you know, obviously you know the All Blacks. I know, I know Canada dabbles in rugby uh, terribly. Um, but, um, yeah, I, know, I just wanted to hear what your thoughts on were on, on code. Uh, and whether or not you're fans of it, uh, what your overall perspective on it is. Um, yeah, this is uh, Big Smitty signing out from NZ. Cheer, brothers. Rugby, bruv. Yo, I played rugby one year in high school. It was absolutely torture, man. 
I almost got fucking killed multiple times just so I could miss a couple classes. I don't even know if it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, didn't you fuck up your thumb doing that? Yeah, my hands got fucked up. It was sketchy, man. Like, it's just crazy. Unfortunately, up here, we don't even really get much rugby on the TV to watch. Like, we would have to go out of our way to stream rugby in order to watch the games, right? Yeah. I'm sure we've all seen some insane highlights. We put definitely put respect on the sport. And if you don't understand what makes football so exciting, it's just Sunday. Everyone's off work on Sunday. Everyone's watching the game. You know everyone in your fantasy leagues is watching it, stressing over their matchups. Fantasy football adds a layer unlike any other. Watching the stat tracker all day, NFL's incomparable for me. Yeah, I've got the utmost respect for rugby players. I went to a, a women's rugby game back in the day, and I've seen some men's rugby. I think I went to one men's rugby game too back in the day, and like, it's obviously you know such a gnarly sport. I can never see myself going out there and getting my ass whooped. I don't know, like Donald kind of said, we don't have the mental capacity to take on another sport. We're such losers that we just dedicate way too much time to the ones we already like. I don't even know how Donovan keeps up with the NHL on top of like his fantasy basketball and football addictions. <laughs> the thought of another sport is just too much and guaranteed I might get dumped if that was the case. Yeah, our relationships are fucking on thin ice thanks to these, <laughs> these professional sports leagues, man. I bet our wifeys love quarantine the most because we were heading into playoff season and it was about to be on lockdown with our stats. <laughs> so uh, we got locked down a different way. Yeah. Thanks for the email, though. Shouts to rugby. All right. Next up, we got an email from Marku. Perkele. Oh, extra something on that. Perkel? Perkello. Oh, fuck, I don't know. What's good, my dudes? Marku Perkele <laughs> here with a couple questions. First up, what do you make of the backlash the last dance received for being too one-sided? I read that MJ owns all the rights to the documentary and everything had to be approved by him before they could put it in there. Horace Grant also came out talking shit about it. I enjoyed it still. They should make a goddamn movie about Rodman. Fucking legend. We'd love to know what's up when he's out there chilling with Kim in North Korea. Hehe. <laughs> <laughs> On a different note, I know your guys' transition knowledge is a bit limited. Okay. What's your favorite trick to see on transition? Don't come at me with them weak-ass backsmith stalls, ghost. <laughs> hey, that's Mitch, not me. Keep up the good work, guys. Best fucking show out there. SLP for life still. What do we make of the last dance being one-sided? Well, I'm good with it, man. I needed to learn about Jordan, and if that's what we get to do so, I'm good with it. Without the last uh, the, dance, I wouldn't I wouldn't known half of that shit. Straight up. And I fully you know, I have no problem with guys like Horace Grant complaining about the last dance. Guys who are actually a part of it. But for all those fucking whack-ass people that are hating on it, that are just random fans and just looking for something to complain about, like, that was actually the illest five weeks ever. And would you rather just not have watched any of The Last Dance or watched something that was a little one-sided? Like, who cares? His story's so epic, and I just feel lucky that we got to kind of li live that because we missed it the first time around. 
But I also listened to all the bonus things, and what's his face? Uh, Jason Hare, the director, said that like they would fight to like have certain things be in there, and Jordan's camp would be like, no, no, and they'd be like, no, like we're putting our foot down. And there's certain things that they did get in there that Jordan or Jordan's people like didn't want in there initially. They addressed all the fucking gnarliest topics too, like whether you like his answers or not. Like uh, I feel like, sure, it was. Like, if you listen to Bill Simmons talk about it, he's the most unbiased dude, and he knows the director, and, like, I don't know, he just gives, like, some good insight that, sure, it was, I'm sure there's some stuff that was a little, you know, from Jordan's perspective, but it's starring Jordan, so obviously it's going to be from his perspective. Anyways, fuck, that shit just annoys me when people complain about something that's so sick. All right, let's keep it moving. What's your favorite trick to see on Transition? I might have to go with the good old classic pivot fakey, man. Or a nice back tail. I like that, too. Back tail slide? Yeah. Probably just a, a nice dandruhobo blunt fakey. Ooh. What about a backsmith? Those are... Ooh. They can be ooh, good, too. A Mitch, a Mitch Barrett backsmith yeah. stall? Or, or who'd we talk about this with? A Mike Carroll front salad. That had something going, man. <laughs> yeah. I like a front side pivot fakey, too. Yeah, you like it when kind of the pop back in. Yeah, you like the pop or like the ride in. I I like both because I I just learned the pop ones in like maybe like five years ago. Mm -hmm. OG loft, but before that, like yeah, either way, I'm I'm down. But the pops are obviously like doper. Yeah, wait, not obviously doper. It's sicker the other way. Oh, you don't like when they're pop back in? I don't not like it, but I just think like it's probably easier that way. Nothing's obvious. Switch tray bracket. (laughs) All right. Next up, we got an email from Will Reezy. What it do, Bunk Gang? Huge fan of the show. Thought I'd drop a letter in the post office. Hope this question makes into a real barn burner of an episode, eh? Regin, they're all barn burners. Saw this question on Slap a while ago and thought I'd send it over to the boys. Around what time period slash era is the cutoff before you lose interest in skate history? Skateboarding's been around for a long ass time and has seen many eras, trends, etc. That there's got to be a point where you just don't care about it past a certain time period. Knowing you guys probably draw the line at the early 90s with street skating, but maybe you're closet fans of the 70s like Puleo. Also, do you guys have cutoff points for various sports and or teams history as well? Side question, how do you guys fare in skate trivia? Are y'all's minds as sharp as the Narblade? Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. Still. It's tough to say like question. lose interest. I wouldn't say that like I'm always interested. But I think he he's right. Like late 90s when we like started skating, that's probably where our interest started. So before that... We respect it and love it, love to watch it and all, but maybe just a little less knowledgeable. I remember one time I went and watched all the old girl videos. If you've been listening to the show, you know that Mouse is the video that comes up by far the most for a favorite skate video. So I've gone back and watched Goldfish, Mouse, Chocolate Tour, blah, 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 all their, their older stuff, Paco. That was like me doing homework. It wasn't necessarily like... I'm so interested in that era. It's like kind of overwhelming to try and like learn about a whole era Mm -hmm. that you weren't around for, but definitely respect it. But yeah, I wouldn't say our interest drops off. Anything before Goldfish, I'm clueless. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty fair to say. 
And as far as skate trivia goes, I think it's pretty similar to that. We'll be all right. Safe as a, a great mind in skate trivia when fit into the eras that he was skating. Don't, like, don't touch yeah. him when, you, when you're inside that late 90s up until like a couple years ago. Maybe you don't care as much about everything that's going on now. But if you fall inside Safe's wheelhouse and skate trivia, say la vie, man, because you're done. <laughs> yeah, I'd say between 2000 and 2010, maybe. Mm-hmm. Even later, I'll, maybe I'll into go, the teens. Yeah, I'll go head to head for that era for sure. <laughs> that's what we should have next, man. A fucking skate trivia bracket to play you. That would take a lot of work, though. Goddamn. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Extra long. Got caught up on all the emails because you know sports is crawling to a halt so we need some fresh ones let your voices be heard hit us up the bunt live at gmail.com welcome back to the rundown the skateboard world source for sports bruv usually we got too many things to talk about in the rundown and we're always guilty of letting the rundown go longer than anticipated because you know how we love to just talk about nothing essentially and basically have private phone calls and then call them the rundown later on (laughs) but now we are scrounging for subjects to talk about and we still can't find nothing man so we're gonna do a quick little review on where we think the nhl and nba are at and we'll just leave it at that for the week man the nhl has announced a progressive new plan to carry on the NHL season when applicable with 24 teams, meaning they'll remove the bottom seven teams in the overall standings. The top four teams in each conference will automatically get a bye to the second round. The bottom eight in each conference will play each other in a head-to-head series style. So it's pretty similar, but also completely different. It's absolutely insane. You're gonna have eight teams in the playoffs, but essentially we're adding an extra round to get into them. Did that make any sense? You gotta see the graphic for it to make sense, but just know the NHL is working on something. Sucks for those seven teams who just get completely removed though. Yeah, that's dust. Hopefully that works out. Yeah, NBA is kind of talking about doing something similar and I think the target date is July 25th. Don't quote me on that. And then the last possible day that they might play if the finals go to game seven is September 20th, I think, because obviously they want to avoid football overlap. They're also talking about doing like a little play in tournament for the eighth seed. And I think it's undetermined if the seventh seed is also going to be involved, but they're still trying to figure out how many teams they're going to eliminate on each side because teams like the Warriors obviously have no interest in playing anymore this year but if you're like the 8, 9, 10 seed I'm sure you'd like to fight for that first seed and get potentially whooped by the Lakers or Bucks I'd love to see the Pelicans make it man let's get Zion in there fingers crossed for both sports we're itching for this I just saw a funny tweet from Bill Simmons saying 5.8 million people watched the match which was the tennis thing with oh my. No, Phil, the golf. Phil yeah, Brady, Tiger and Peyton that was roughly the same numbers as the last dance every week so there's roughly 6 million people just bored out of their minds ready to watch whatever the fuck's on TV let's get it and as far as us fantasy sports addicts 
this would absolutely end the fantasy seasons as we know it correct oh yeah i'm holding i'm holding the money for two basketball leagues and i keep getting chirped like where's my money i'm like let's just wait for an official word it's coming i'm taking my own money back too it's not like i'm trying to hold it leslie oh (laughs) all right y'all that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of the bunt thank you all for listening thank you to everyone who participated in any way in the switch trade challenge fun shit we doing for the people as usual hell yeah peace y'all Are you a mortal being? Am I a mortal being? Yeah. Are you on some like hippie, like weird shit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. What do you think?